0: Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken.
1: Hello, everybody. Shep Hyken here, back with another episode of Amazing Business Radio. We are going to have a great interview today, but first, I want to thank our sponsor, Salesforce, for helping make this podcast a reality. All you need to do is go to www.amazingbusinessradio.com, click on the Salesforce icon, and find out more about what Salesforce has to offer our listeners. It is, as usual, what we're doing now is asking a question or actually answering a question. So if you've been on Twitter and you've used my handle at Hyken and added the hashtag AskShep, one word, AskShep, This is the opportunity for you to be heard. I will answer, well, I can't say I'll answer all of your questions, but I'll answer many of the questions. And here's a great question that somebody recently wrote in, and I get this question quite a bit, and I would bet, depending upon which day you talk to me, what part of the year it is, you're going to get a different answer. But today, the question is, what would be your top advice to deliver an amazing customer experience? Wow, my top advice. There's so many things that we can do. We could talk about training. We can talk about hiring right. But how about this? Before you can uh, have a great customer experience, you've got to have a great employee experience. We won't get into that as much as I usually do, but I'm just going to say it's all about the culture. The culture, the customer service culture, the customer experience culture must be defined. And as leadership, they're the ones that define what that culture is going to be. They set the culture, they put it in play, and they make sure that everybody in the organization understands what the vision when it comes to customer service and experience is all about. Now, you've heard me talk about this numerous times in episodes over the last few years, but my favorite uh, statement or vision of customer service comes from our good friends at the Ritz-Carlton. Horst Schultz, years ago, uh, came up with the idea, even before he became the first president of the Ritz-Carlton, when they became a chain, he came up with the concept of the credo that Ritz uses, and that is, we're ladies and gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen. That statement, nine words long, sets the culture. And every company must have a customer service culture statement. And from that point forward, everybody needs to know about it. Everybody needs to be in alignment with it. And I once asked a high level, um, actually was the president of a company, um, CEO of a company, actually, a fairly large company. And I was doing this interview series and surveying many different CEOs, and I asked them the same question over and over again. What is your primary role in your business? And I got all kinds of answers, everything from, oh, I'm in charge of putting together the deals. That's my big responsibility. I find the deals. I put together the deals or, you know, who knows? They lead. They do whatever. But one gentleman said, and this was powerful, I defend the culture created this culture, created this vision, and his job was to make sure that everybody was in alignment with that vision. So I would say that as of today, at this very moment, my top advice to deliver an amazing customer experience is start with the right culture. All right, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we are going to have an interview with Rebecca Martin. This is Shep Hyken on Amazing Business Radio. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Good customer service is now an expectation. Don't provide it and you'll be disrupted by a competitor who does. So, what can you do to stand out? Well, that's the focus of my latest book, The Convenience Revolution, how to create a customer service experience that disrupts the competition and creates fierce loyalty. The goal is to reduce friction and be convenient for your customers. So, if you're ready to take your customer service to the next level and disrupt your competitors, well, this is the book for you. To order the book, go to www.beconvenient.com. That's beconvenient.com. It's time for you to join the revolution, the convenience revolution.
0: This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken.
1: Hello, everybody. We're back on Amazing Business Radio. I promised you another amazing interview, and that's exactly what's going to happen today because we have Rebecca Martin, who is the chief marketing officer over at Calabrio, and I met some of the fine folks at Calabrio last year at CCW, which is uh, Contact Center Week or Call Center Week or Customer Center Week, depending upon who you talk to. But CCW happens throughout the year. There's three or four of these amazing gatherings. Uh, I'll be back this June, as a matter of fact, to speak. Um, Last year, I was the closing keynote speaker, and this year they said, too many people missed you, they left. You know, in Las Vegas, they're tired, they went home, whatever, but now... I'm the opening speaker, excited to be back, and I hope to see some more of my friends at Calabrio there. But Rebecca Martin, Chief Marketing Officer, responsible for bringing in all kinds of great clients into her company. Rebecca, welcome to Amazing Business Radio.
0: Thank you, Shep. So great to be here.
1: Well, it's great to have you, and why don't we give everybody a quick little insight about Calabrio and what they do.
0: Sure, I would love to. So, Calabrio is a customer engagement analytics software company. We are in business to help our customers better engage their customers and their contact center agents. Um, We do that by capturing customer interactions in the contact center, calls, emails, chats, social media, you name it then we layer analytics onto them to help answer questions for our customers like you know what were the top 3 reasons customers contacted us last week or who are my customers most likely most likely to leave me for a competitor or who are my lowest performing agents so that i can work on getting them some coaching You know, the contact center has become a hub of intelligence for the business as customer experience and customer engagement have come into the spotlight in the past few years for most businesses. So has the contact center, and that's really an exciting space to be in. That's why we're here. That's why I'm here.
1: Great. And and I love this because even if the people listening aren't involved with contact centers, they are involved with customer service. They do want to build a better relationship with their customers. And and what you basically said is you take a look at what customers are thinking. And isn't it important to get the intel on, you know, what are the problems customers are having? What are the most, um, I say popular, but the most common reasons that a customer is calling in? What could cause yeah, them to defect? Uh, you know, what's most likely going to get them to leave to go to the competition? Uh, and you're analyzing all this, so let's just jump right in and let's let's talk about it. Uh, what is a major shift in how companies are approaching customer experience today?
0: There is a lot going on in this space, as you know. Um, Shep, we recently polled our customers to understand what they're looking to do in 2019. Their answers were very telling. And one thing that I love is the biggest priority for most of them, three quarters, was that emotion will be an even bigger part of their customer experience, what they're trying to insert into their customer journey. So for me, that's super exciting. That's not, they're not talking about a specific technology. They're talking about a piece of the customer journey that really drives loyalty, really drives how... the customers want to do business with them, how customers want to keep coming back. And so for us, what we're seeing time and again is that company, successful companies and successful contact centers are striking a balance between deploying new channels that offer up digital self-service, but also the human connection, you know, getting people on the phone with an agent or connecting with an agent. And sometimes that's what makes the difference for a customer between, you know, ditching or coming back.
1: Right, so I was going to ask you, uh, what do you mean by emotion, but it sounds to me like it, it is just simply a human connection.
0: Absolutely. We believe there's a huge balance to be had in designing a customer journey that serves up a human connection when appropriate. Many people just want the self-service, and if it's an easy question and they can kind of get in and get out, that's great. But when they know there's a human available and accessible for them, that that you know, studies show that drives loyalty. That means they know that they're going to get the help they need when they need it.
1: So I, I've used this example over and over again. I think I even used it on the very last episode I recorded for Amazing Business Radio. But Zappos is an example of a digital company that has human connection. And every single page on their website has a phone number, even though they would prefer that you do all the business online, Right. And, yeah. and and so there are people – and by the way, I think it's important. We use this word emotion today. It's not like you're calling and you're getting somebody who's just answering a question. It's dry. No, you're training people to engage with the customer at some level to make them feel like, hey, this company cares about me. And I think that's really uh, – it's not just the – Uh, system or the operation. It is really the feeling that the company is there for me. Is that what you're trying to tell us?
0: Absolutely. You know, one interesting trend that we're seeing in this industry, so, you know, companies are putting in chatbots left and right to take on those kind of easy first-level calls Mm -hmm. that take that burden off of the agents. And what's happening then is, They're taking all the softball calls off of agents, and there's more call volume coming in. And those calls have those more difficult calls have to go somewhere. So the chatbots are actually elevating the agent's role, and companies are left behind if they don't put in the tools and the training to get their agents where they need to be. Um, and it's all got this ripple effect. This is creating more of a career path in the contact center for agents. It's elevating their role. It's elevating the contact center's role in the enterprise. It's a really interesting phenomenon that you know everybody's just saying, "Hey, our chatbot's going to replace." Agent jobs, and the answer is no. Agents just got elevated.
1: Yeah, I think what happens is we don't have to wait on hold. We don't have to go through some type of you know push three for this and eight for that and listen to that uh, recording. We can go instead online. We can interact with the computer that chatbot and. For something as simple as I need to change my address, I want to check on an order, I I need to give you a different credit card. If it's a bank, I want to check my balance. Did you receive my payment? These are the types of questions that you don't need to wait on hold and talk to an agent. And realistically, not just waste the agent's time, but waste as a customer, you're wasting your time by having to go through that concept. Because once you get the agent on the phone and the agent says, uh, hey, I need to have the last four numbers of your social security number, the last four numbers of your credit card, the name of your firstborn child, your mother's maiden name, your father's maiden name. Does a father have a maiden name? Could have a maiden name. I don't know. But (laughs) you get the idea. And I think that, you know, why go through that when you can manage it through a digital channel? But to your point, I think there needs to be the fallback. And the best systems out there will actually, as a chat bot, the computer will recognize, hmm, what the customer's asking me, I don't get. Or maybe they're confused. Seamlessly switch it over to a human, and that person picks up where the chat bot left off, and the, the customer doesn't know any better, and it's, it's great. They still feel like they're being taken care of. Uh, so I assume you work with companies on that level as well
0: absolutely and our recent the same customer survey revealed 80% of respondents think that interacting with a human versus a chatbot or another digital self-service channel like email or twitter is an important part of a good experience with the brand and that's kind of where this this gap is happening with digital transformation driving the need and the desire for companies to implement and deploy new channels for their customer service offering um they they may be missing the customer's uh viewpoint a little bit some of the stats we're seeing 60% of respondents said um or some, 60% of the companies who responded said yeah we have a good smooth process for deploying new customer service channels it's actually easy to add these new options for customers but so what we say is okay that's great but is that what the customer wants right you know not always so let's design a customer journey that serves up um, the human slash emotional connection when it's appropriate, and instead of just because we can deploy a new channel, you know, let's think about it. Does it make sense?
1: Yep. So um, it's you know, there's a couple of questions swarming around in my head. Let's let's go with this one. Um, it, I believe there needs to be the balance between human and digital, and I think companies are getting too caught up in the technology this is really cool this is going to allow our agents to not deal with the lower level and deal with only higher level you know second level type calls and and what happens is companies become enamored with the technology and realize they're they're displacing customers who don't want that so obviously having that fallback we've already talked about that but isn't there and i i know i still want to get into you said there's a when i asked you the original question you said you saw many things. We're still on this emotion comment that you made, but yes. but isn't yep. there a um, a demographic, a generation, if you will, that really doesn't care if they ever talk to a human?
0: I don't think so. Um, not not from what we're seeing. You know, a lot of our customers are you know big banks, big insurance companies, um, big retailers, and they're you know selling across millennial on up to every generation, and there's a time and a place for a digital interaction. And obviously, you know, younger the younger set may want digi- more digital, more of the time, but there is always a place for human interaction. You know, there's always an escalation that's going to need a person behind it. And if your agents are trained and your agents are happy to be there and providing that customer service, you are going to get um, ahead of the competition.
1: Right. Domino's Pizza lists 10 different ways you can order a pizza oh, and by the way, the 11th way is a phone. So...
0: (laughs) Exactly, exactly, I still pick up the phone.
1: Right, right, and I think, well, that's part of, you you know, the older you are, the more likely you are to use the phone, and then there's a generation that says, you know, I'm willing to use the phone or I'm willing to use digital, but I think there is an upcoming generation that in some cases, such as ordering a pizza, they don't want to use the phone. Obviously, we're talking about somebody's money and their health, they may want to talk to a person. When we come back for a break, I want to ask you about what you think about the phone. I actually made a prediction for 2019, and that was with all of this digital um, technology that's out there and the ability to create a great experience without being on the phone, I still believe the phone is far from dead. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to talk more about this with Rebecca Martin of Calabrio. Don't go away. If you like what you're hearing on Amazing Business Radio, and I know you do, then you can get much more of this information. All you have to do is go to my website, hyken.com. That's www.hyken.com. Fill out the subscribe to the Shepherd Letter form, and each week you will get an article that contains a business tip, stories, much more. All about customer service and experience delivered straight to your inbox. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to always be amazing.
0: You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken.
1: We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Rebecca Martin, Chief Marketing Officer over at Calabrio. And I made the comment right before the break That the phone is not dead. In spite of everybody thinking, oh, we're not using the phone as much anymore, it's down and down as far as stats and usage from customers. Uh, You just confirmed customers want uh, some type of emotional connection. The only way it's going to happen is human to human. And uh, so I believe, I think like you do, the phone is not dead. So uh, agree? Disagree? Disagree? Argue? <laughs> agree. <laughs> no,
0: don't argue. Um, completely agree. I think maybe the phone is being used for different purposes. Like you said, Shep, it may not be your Domino's you know, first first way to order a pizza, um, but it certainly is going to be the second way when your pizza doesn't show up on time.
1: Right, right. So, Actually, it's the you know, third know, it's way now.
0: It's being used in different ways. Yeah, third way. The, third, third way. the, the so, second
1: way is I go online and I can track where my pizza is. They now have the pizza tracker.
0: <laughs> like the santa tracker but you're yeah. right
1: when when the pizza doesn't show <laughs> up it's like you know you know jeff bezos said years ago we don't need a customer service number we should be so good that our customers never need to call us and and that's fine until you know the package left the door and you know ups fedex the post office whoever picked it up it's no longer you know in the hands of of amazon yet it doesn't show up because something happened, you know, from the carrier side of it. But who does the customer want to call, right? So uh, I think you still have to have that backup where they call and they need help and, and whatever. Again, it could be they could get digital help. Another comment before I jump into my next question is, you know, an emotional connection sometimes, I think, isn't just about people. It's about confidence in the company you do business with. If I have this amazing um a track record with a company. And, and I'll use Amazon as an example. I probably order from Amazon almost every single week. I can't think of maybe uh, for years, I, one hand, I could count on the problems I've ever had with delivery. And you know what? When I go online, I can always track and see. And on a couple of times that I've actually had to talk to somebody, I have gotten in touch with them. But here's where my emotional connection is with Amazon. I just trust them. I don't have to talk to somebody Mm -hmm. to trust them. Their track record has proven itself. So maybe there is this balance of, you know, have the system that nobody's perfect but as close to as perfect as you can get. And it's the same predictable experience over and over again. I know I'm going to get it. This is how I get it. This is how I do it. And I think that can create some type of an emotional tie to loyalty as well. Um, So anyway, those are just some thoughts. All right. I want to jump into my next question. All that we've talked about the emotion and the big shift uh, toward trying to balance this digital and human interaction. How will the shift impact marketers' strategies and their processes? Coming up.
0: Yeah, that's a good question. You know, customers obviously we're interacting with brands everywhere. Um, you know, web chat, text, social—you na- you name it. There's a ton of customer data out there that's building from all these customer interactions that are pouring into the contact centers. And to stay ahead, companies really need to figure out how to turn that data into action. you know um, for many it that you know translates into implementing a new technology. but in the race to do that, you know some companies really have forgotten that customers are human they're emotionally motivated. so it doesn't necessarily mean just add a new channel and you'll be fine we look to analytics to help us solve these problems um, in in terms of turning customer data into action. So when customers are calling in, they're chatting and they're emailing, being able to look at that data as a whole and really get insights and drive them out into the rest of the business. So especially for marketers, we encourage our contact center customers and our marketing customers to talk to one another because if they did, it can be very powerful. That's something that, um, you know, I think has been talked about. I've seen it, you know, in keynotes, on stage and in content but I haven't seen the full you know swing of the pendulum yet in that marketers are truly going to the contact center grabbing that powerful customer data that comes out of those customer insights and customer interactions and really doing something with it to you know affect campaigns to create better promotions to build a better customer journey and tie it into what people are doing your website and other channels so for us analytics in the contact center are critical to marketers understanding what the customer wants it's a huge tie and it really does complete that customer journey so many you know many companies are spending tons of money on all kinds of technologies and web and you know customer experience clouds etc and they're missing the final piece which is right in front of their face, their customer interactions happening Mm -hmm. across the street or downstairs or over there in your contact center. So tying that into marketing strategy is huge. And that's where we'll see um, marketers really starting to take note once they see the insights coming out of the contact center and how useful they'll they'll be.
1: Right. So a a lot of the people listening, they're part of a larger organization Mm -hmm. and they're going, okay, I get this, I get this. And there's some smaller companies out there, we don't really have a contact center. We we have three people in our company that handle primarily all the customer support calls. Anybody that's on the front line is capturing data. Now they may not do be doing it in the technological, really uh, you know high level way that you're capturing it for your clients, but they have the access to customer sentiment, to buying patterns, to the questions that are coming in, and I think it's crucial for everybody to be on the same page and understand. You know, this is what our customers are saying. I've watched and studied and listened. You know, you watch the keynote speakers talk about how, you know, hey, the C-suite and the leadership management doesn't know what's really going on out there. They think this, but reality is it's something else, and if all they would do is ask. All right, let's jump to another question. We're starting to run out of time. I've got a. this is a big one. What drives customer loyalty? And with all that you're studying, with all of the analytics and data that you're getting, what do you see the biggest driver of loyalty is today
0: yeah we we ask this question all the time in fact we recently published a report called are you listening and
1: i read that report
0: told us oh good (laughs) good top three things um, you know, 61% said, obviously, great products and services, so, A, valuable products. Um, secondly, 50%, so half, said that when they complain, they the company listens to them and does something about it. That still goes a long way. If you complain and it just goes into a black hole, that's not going to go very well for you. Right. Um third forty eight percent said "I can get a hold of them quickly and easily, and I think this goes back to our whole discussion about building a customer journey that you know serves up the ability to get a hold of somebody when you need to, um, whether that's digitally or in person. I think it's just so important to be studying that in the organization
1: so what i 'm hearing is you could have a great product and sixty one percent of people are loyal to the company because of the product. But um, I, I don't care how good the product is, if you can't follow through on uh, handling the complaint properly and getting, allowing the customer to get to you easily and quickly, they're going to move on regardless of the product is what it sounds like.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They're out of there. And I think, you know, somebody else will fill that void pretty quickly with a good product.
1: Right. So great product combined with great service it's like the sum of the parts. And, and I looked at my numbers here. You said 61% uh, product, 50% uh, customer complaints resolved, and then 48% quickly. That adds up to greater than 100%. But <laughs> <laughs> so, I know, I know. Yeah. I, I'm not going to mess with that because I get that because, you know, it's like they're, they could have responded two or three different ways. But here's the right. point. You, it was great, collect all. <laughs> right, great product plus great service, the sum is greater than the parts. How's that? <laughs> yes, that's perfect. All right. Better. All right. Well, we're winding down here to the final question. I love this question. It's my one thing question. Everybody knows it's coming who's been listening to the show. What's the one thing you want to absolutely make sure that our listeners hear that you have to say, and it could be something new or you can just emphasize something that you've already talked about?
0: You know, I talked about it, but it is so important that companies realize the value of the contact center and the customer interactions that are happening every day, you know, what that brings to the table. It's a very valuable business intelligence hub in the organization that I think too few companies really take advantage of. And so making sure, and like you said, Shep, it doesn't have to be a huge contact center. It could be two people answering the phone, but make sure you're collaborating with those people to understand what your customers are saying because people are spending a whole lot of money trying to get this customer journey down and the customer experience. And if they're missing those customer interactions, they're missing out on a gold mine of information that can really improve their enterprise through and through.
1: Yeah, I think it's like prescription without diagnosis. Somebody uh, who's you know running the organization or creating the products or designing the journey is going, this is what I think the customer is going to like and want. And yet the reality is they may be wanting something else get to that front line, ask them what's going on. If there's a way to analyze it, you know, with technology, well, that's fine too. But take that into consideration. Basically what you're saying is listen to the customers and do something with what you hear.
0: Absolutely. Be data-driven and action-oriented.
1: All right. Ladies and gentlemen, another amazing interview. Rebecca, you are awesome. Thanks for joining us. If you want to learn more about Calabrio, just go to www. I think I I typed it in right before we got on the show. Calabrio.com. Is that right?
0: That's right. Perfect.
1: C-A-L-A-B-R-I-O. That's how you spell it. Rebecca, thanks for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Well, that wraps up another great week and another great interview here at Amazing Business Radio. Until next week, this is Chef Hyken reminding you to always be amazing.